You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Aberdeen, South Dakota, where we're broadcasting live from Ron Colley High School. I'm Chris Euler. I'm Sammy Murtha. And we are excited to be here today. We just wrapped up that segment with Michael Rogers, uh, our local artist from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, who illustrated Louis Lent, a children's book brought to us by Ascension Presents. So we're excited to have heard about that wonderful gift to our diocese in our listening area. Now we move to the western half of South Dakota, where we're talking this morning with Sister Rachel Gazda, who is part of of the uh, part of the servants of the pierced heart of Jesus and Mary, and she's going to talk to us about uh, a, a upcoming event in the Diocese of Rapid City called Pastoral Ministry Days. So, Sister, welcome to Real Presence Live. Yes, thank you so much, Chris. It's wonderful to be able to be connected on this cold but beautiful <laughs> morning that you to the chair of St. Peter. Yeah. And actually, in talking about Pastoral Ministry Days this year, there is it is connected with the feast day today in the sense that. St. John Paul II is going to be a key focal point for the, the vision and the message of this year's pastoral ministry days in the Diocese of Rapid City. But also we can look a little bit to the figure of St. Paul um, with the unique title of, of our days. So this year's topic of pastoral ministry days, every year we have a different focus that our, our diocese gathers together for. And this year's focus is the new evangelization. Mm. And specifically, as John Paul II often said during his pontificate, when he was referring to the mission of the Church, really in the postmodern world, and specifically uh, even post-Christian Europe, he referred to the interesting word we don't typically use very often, but he used the word areopagus often Mm -hmm. when when referring to the Church's mission in the modern world. And that comes from uh, Acts chapter 17, when St. Paul, with his great pastoral really just inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but his pastoral wisdom to be able to reach the Athenians, these pagans, these Gentiles. This was not a synagogue. This was not somewhere where St. Paul could use the typical message where he ha- that he had in proclaiming Christ uh, amongst at least those who believed in the one true God. So he had to approach them differently. And so he used a particular pastoral wisdom in being able to start to proclaim Christ amongst these people who didn't even believe in, in, one, in one God, the creator of heaven and earth. And so that unique moment, Acts chapter 17, John Paul referred to specifically um, in one document that he promulgated in 1990 called The Mission of the Redeemer in English, but Latin, Redemptoris Missio, Mm -hmm. and that was was Mm. a very clear revelation of that theme of the Areopagus. But what's interesting is that as of recently, there were some newly discovered sermons of John Paul in Polish that have now been translated to English um, that were written likely, there's there's no date to confirm it, but from all the different deducing that people have done, it looks like it was written shortly after the Second Vatican Council ended, uh, when John Paul was the Archbishop of Krakow. And this would have been probably right on the eve of the thousandth anniversary of Poland's baptism, so uh, right before 1966. And he delivered, a, he wrote, a cycle of 13 catechesis on this um, on this message of St. Paul in the Areopagus. So clearly, in John Paul's heart, coming out of the Second Vatican Council, approaching his mission in, in the heart of the Sea of Krakow, this message of proclaiming the gospel in new ways, um, with new ardor, new methods, new expression, right? Like the new evangelization is called to do. 
was very clearly in his heart, and this was the way that he was gazing at that. So when we, this year, were discerning at the particular vision for Pastoral Ministry Days, the call to evangelization is perennial, and it's all the more urgent now in, really, this post, post-modern world, this post-Christian world. But specifically, what are these unique areopaguses that we face today? What are these unique uh, scenarios where um, greater openness to the Holy Spirit, a, a greater pastoral wisdom is needed to be able to proclaim the Lord in these new ways to reach hearts just like St. Paul did in Athens in the Areopagus. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like we're definitely finding, you know, as Sammy and I, we both work in ministry, you know, these different ways. Uh, erring on the side of, just like St. Paul, apostolic, right? As Christendom has, we've seen waning, mm-hmm. as you've been saying, mm-hmm. postmodernism is, is rampant, right? Uh, and so, right, that apostolic way to the Areopagus of our times, and what a gift that we have in the rap- Diocese of Rapid City has to offer uh, its people. And so, uh, you kind of highlighted the topic there, highlighted what's going to be going on. And, the, uh, and first off, I'm super intrigued by those homilies by uh, John Paul II. Uh, so maybe in the break, I'd like to ask you where I can find them. I was going to say, I heard about um, those. But yeah. kind of talk to us about what can people expect from the three days of uh, the Pastoral Ministry Days? Yes. Well, thank you for asking that, Chris. And for our listeners today, clearly this is a diocesan event for the Diocese of Rapid City. Uh, traditionally, it's been something that those who are involved in pastoral ministries at the parish level, at the diocesan level, take part in. But because of this really kind of universal topic this year, it's not just relegated to um, finances or, or parish structure, but really it's, it's beyond that. So we, we really do want to encourage any of our listeners that are able and that feel called to come, to come. April 3rd, April 4th, and April 5th, this year at Terra Sancta. Um, and so unique things about this year's PMV, what you could expect, um, will be, first of all, of course, this message proclaimed from the heart of the Magisterium of St. John Paul II. Um, but uniquely by uh, our Mother Foundress. So the Mother Foundress of our Order, the Servants of the Pierced Heart of Jesus and Mary. Her name is Mother Adela Dalindo. And she is a, just a, a woman of the Holy Spirit, a, a daughter of John Paul, a faithful daughter of Our Lady. And um, to be able to listen to a foundress, to be able to actually to meet and to, to be formed by someone the Lord has chosen for this unique mission in the life of the Church that not many people have, truly is a unique gift. I mean, it's almost like analogous to if we had the chance to listen to St. Ignatius in his time, or St. Dominic, or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the, one of the founders with a unique paradigm that the Holy Spirit needed for the church in that time. So, Mother will be with us, and she'll be proclaiming this message to us and leading us through these days. Um, one other unique thing I did want to mention is that we will be blessed to have, and I'll, maybe we can talk more about this if the moment arises. But um, yeah. we will be blessed to have the first class relic of the blood of Saint John Paul II with us during those days as well. Mm. That's a great gift. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, incredible to just, I love how you said, like, having your founders there and having that, that witness right in front of you and kind of that um, that reality of um, getting to see from the teacher and getting to see from one mm-hmm. another. So I'd just like to ask you, like, what has um, what has been your experience in, like, receiving this and um, taking part in the diocese and taking part of these, um, the pastoral ministry days? Like, how has this affected your faith life? That's a wonderful question. You know, actually, it will be my first PMD since we came in July. These are typically held in the spring. But from what I've heard from different people that um, 
have been in parishes from years past, this has been a, a truly a, a moment of communion for the diocese, to be able to come from everywhere West River, you know, even as up to five hours away in Gregory, you know, or up in the northern plains, to be able to encounter each other, to be able to be formed together, to pray together, to receive the same vision and message together that ultimately, as Bishop Peter Newish, our bishop, has desired this to be the theme for the year. So to have this moment of encounter and formation together is is truly a rich um, and irreplaceable moment, you know, to see that we are not alone. We are all striving in the vineyard of the Lord together, laboring for His kingdom together. Um, and so to be able to just have that, that common shared experience of faith and, and formation has been truly a gift that people have looked forward to. And so that's why I, I do encourage anyone who's listening who has never gone to come, uh, because it, it is almost like a little mini retreat during the daytime hours, um, it'll be the week before Holy Week, so it's a beautiful and opportune time to have these, this moment of encounter together. Absolutely. And so you mentioned that uh, it's during the week. Uh, it is, look, look, it's to be April 3rd to the 5th. Uh, April 3rd to the 5th, yeah. And then it takes place at the Terra Sancta Retreat Center, correct? That's correct. So uh, for people who want to attend these days, uh, how do people sign up and where, where can they go? That's an excellent question and a very, very good practical one. So if you go to, um, basically, if you just Google Diocese of Rapid City, it'll take you right to our homepage, and there, there's a way to be able to navigate to our PMD page. But for those of you with good memories, all you have to do is type in rapidcitydiocese.org, rapidcitydiocese.org, slash PMD22. All right, so Rapid City. Right on that page, yeah, right on that page, you'll have the registration form. All right. RapidCityDiocese.org slash PMD22. So if you're interested in signing up, I uh, encourage you guys to do so. Now, uh, Sister, I love your enthusiasm. This is fantastic. Uh, we got about two minutes in for the break. And so uh, can you kind of break down each day for us real quick? Uh, and then before we go, then we'll go ahead to break. Uh, what are each day going to look like? Yeah, so every morning we're going to start together with um, morning prayer with lawns. Uh, right before the day kicks off. And so for those of our early birds and those who want to join us, the op- option for breakfast and just time for fellowship will be available as well. Uh, but officially the day is going to begin right about 9 o'clock with our first conference. And each day we'll have a couple conferences in the morning, time for break. And, and that's one of the unique gifts about uh, this day, too, is that we have intentionally worked in, and traditionally there has been intentionally worked in, these times for um networking, so to speak, but, not, but it's not networking. It's more than that. It's being able to share and to collaborate and to ask questions with those that serve in similar areas across the diocese. So good times of, of sharing and breaks throughout the morning. Um, and then a good, nice, long lunch, again, intentionally created for um, parishes to share together. So on Tuesday, there's going to be a, a time for parish sharing amongst pastors and, and those from the different parishes, um, as well as um, also, this time to, to be able to connect with others. And because we have the relic with us, all these break times, too, will be opportunities just for prayer and um, being able to venerate John Paul's relic and, and draw near to him with our intentions. Um, so conferences in the morning, uh, breaks in the, uh, in the morning and afternoon, but then we also will have a beautiful time of adoration, praise and worship Monday afternoon. And then concluding each evening with uh, oh, and, and Holy Mass throughout the day as well. All right. Well, sounds like a, f- a full day that is aimed to help fill us up and equip us to go forth and evangelize 
for the sake of Jesus Christ and his church. Stay tuned. After the break, we'll have some more questions here with Sister Rachel. And we hope that you return to your Real Presence Radio listening station. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicidemanhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. I kind of stumbled into the Catholic radio uh, when it came here to Bemidji. You know, you're driving around, you hit the scan on the thing, and and it pops up, and you're like, oh, that's that's different, that's interesting. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're listening to Catholic radio all the time. It, uh, you know, you pick it up in the morning, coming coming in, you're listening to, to uh, the Sunrise Morning Show and Morning Glory, and, and then you get out with, with my job. I'm a forester here in the county, and... And so I travel about a lot, getting to different areas to do forestry work. So off and on through the day, you're traveling, you can pull it up, and you can listen to Women of Grace or, or Dr. Ray. He's just a hoot. I love listening to him. Uh, called the communion with Dr. David Anders. I listen to him. He is like an encyclopedia of knowledge. You could listen to him all day, I think. It answers so many questions about the faith that you didn't even know you had. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, folks. Well, we are back here with our second half of the interview with Sister Rachel Gosta, who works in the Diocese of Rapid City and is a member of the Servants of the Pierced Heart of Jesus in Mary. And she's been sharing with us uh, the great gift that the Diocese of Rapid City has coming up this April. It's their annual Pastoral Ministry Days. Uh, I've been talking this uh, today about uh, the theme for it, uh, the new evangelization, uh, new evangelization in the Areopagus of our times, about how we are to evangelize in maybe places that don't know the gospel, whose hearts are not converted to it yet to recognize that there is one true God. And as we've been talking with Sister, there's been a particular person who has been kind of showing up through this all, right? Uh, and that is the wonderful, great St. Pope John Paul II, personal favorite <laughs> hero of mine. Uh, and I know that is uh, a sentiment held w- far and wide in our modern world, uh, that John Paul is indeed a great gift to our church. And so, sister, John Paul's going to be there, right? <laughs> like, he will be there in a really will unique way. literally be there, you know? <laughs> 
So can you shout, ter- tell us about like how he's going to be there and why it's important to have him there? So not only will his magisterium be proclaimed, so his beautiful vision for the family, his vision for the church, his vision for even how the unique uh, task of evangelization should be carried out in the in the third millennium, will be proclaimed as our mother foundress leads us in these days. But as we were talking about earlier, we have the immense gift that the first class relic of his blood will be with us, and um, it's it, it's a just a miracle in and of itself. This, this blood of his was taken from his last hospitalization in Rome in 2005, shortly before he died. And it is miraculously still liquefied, which, of course, that's, that's just a manifestation of, of the Lord and God's grace. Um, but the beautiful um, reliquary that carries this relic of John Paul, it looks like the book of the gospel. And so it's just really even just striking, you know, it, it, it brings back so many memories when you're venerating this relic and you see this Beautiful, it looks like a silver and gold book, but the pages are kind of curled up, really iconically reminding us all of his funeral day uh, on April 8, 2005, when the book of the Gospels was placed on his simple wooden casket right out in front of St. Peter's, and the wind was just whipping. I mean, all, all of the, the chasubles and, and, and albs from all the celebrants that day were blowing in the wind, and this book of the Gospels were just off of flying. Very, you know, making everyone just sense the presence of the Holy Spirit so profoundly. And so that, that is the actual reliquary. It's not a typical standing reliquary. It lays down. It's a book. Um, and then the blood of John Paul is right there in, in a little circular covered with glass. Uh, his papal uh, shield, the cross with the M, that very uh, iconic, not the word, but that, that image that's so related with his pontificate, that totus tuus. Uh, is right there on the other side of the reliquary, and the words in Latin, be not afraid. Mm-hmm. So his, his presence will be with us, yes, in a very unique way, and, and that's, a, that's a specific gift that we'll have, not only as we're listening and being formed um, by our Mother Foundress with his magisterium, with his vision, but then also to pray for all the graces that we need to enflesh that, to be able to truly walk that road that he called us to walk. You know, in 2001... Um, at the end of the Jubilee year, uh, John Paul wrote uh, a letter to the Church, and it was called uh, Novo Millennio Ineunte, the, the new millennium that's just beginning, uh, mm-hmm. and on January 6, uh, 2001. And when he proclaimed this, promulgated this document, at the very end of it, he pointed to two different figures that were needed, the Church of the, of the Third Millennium needed, to be able to carry out this urgent task of going out into the deep. And he pointed us to St. Paul and to Our Lady. And what he said was, really, if this pilgrimage, he said, this pilgrimage of the um, Jubilee year, if it's been authentic, we will be able to imitate the zeal of St. Paul, who, as St. As Paul, you know, said in Philippians, straining forward to what lies ahead, uh, letting go of what lies behind, I press forward to be able to pursue the upward call in Christ Jesus. So straining forward, not being held back by anything. And then pointing to Our Lady, that, that necessary recollection, that necessary heart to be able to um, carry all things of Christ in our hearts, to ponder them deeply, to live lives um, of holiness that come from communion with Christ, just like she did, to be able to then have the grace to do whatever He tells us. Both are necessary. You can't have the zeal of St. Paul without the heart of Our Lady. 
And the heart of Our Lady is going to, of course, impel you to go out as St. Paul did, just as she did in the visitation, right? So John Paul's call then to be able to look to St. Paul and to look to Our Lady will be able to really pray for that grace concretely uh, in our families, in our parishes, in our diocese, when we had the chance to be able to be before his relic. Mm, that's so incredible. What a beautiful gift it will be to have him present with you at this event and just, yeah, the importance of that and how his intercession, and it's just so beautiful. That's one of my favorite things about being Catholic is we have this whole army of saints who are supporting us and who are praying for us and want us to join them in the beautiful kingdom of heaven. And they are already there in the church triumphant. So, so, so beautiful. So my question for yeah. you, sister, is um, for these days, um, who can attend this event and who is um, desired to d- attend this event? Yes, we would want to encourage really anyone, like I said before, because this theme is so universal, evangelization, being able to really reach uh, all the areopaguses of our times with the gospel in new ways, um, specifically and particularly anyone that serves in pastoral ministries, if you're a catechist, if you're uh, if you serve in youth ministry, if you work with little ones, even if you work at the parish as a bookkeeper, if you work in the front office staff, I mean, all of us have a mission in the church. Um, and so even if you typically, if you aren't, so to speak, working for your parish, but yet you're serving your parish in many different ways, if you're a Knight of Columbus, whatever your, your mission might be that the Lord calls you to, this, these days are for you. They're for all of us. And so we would specifically want to invite, of course, um, Pastors have their teams coming with them of all the pastoral ministers. But again, anyone who is officially not working for your parish, but you serve it, these days are for you, and we desire and we invite you to come. So this day, right, as you heard Sister say, is for anyone and everyone. We are all called to evangelize in our own way, right, Sister? Absolutely. And that's, and that's the beauty, too, of these days is that you know, we have our pastors with us, we have our lay faithful with us, we have our deacons, we have religious um, brothers and sisters, and so to be able to see all the unique ways that each vocation in the life of the Church can and does proclaim the Gospel in a unique way. We need each other. And so then, you know, you, you also just have that beautiful vision of what the Church Alive is supposed to look like. All of us, with our unique gifts, the unique charisms proper to our vocations, being able to receive that message, to be able to enflesh it practically, in all the ways that are most needed. We need each other. And, and so that, that is also another added gift of the pastoral ministry days. Absolutely. You know, as we hear echoing in St. Paul, right, we are all many parts, mm-hmm. but we all make up that one body. And we can't, yeah. we can't do it without each other. If we tried to do it without each other, the church would just, it, it would splinter. It wouldn't, be able to, it wouldn't be able to exist. And so we mm-hmm. need to use our gifts as lay people, as deacons, as religious sisters, as priests, to come together and actually evangelize, you know, to bring people yeah. into this great gift that we have of communion with our Lord through our church. And so, Sister, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up the interview here, uh, do you have any last thoughts about, uh, about the Pastoral Ministry Days, about John Paul II, or about the message that is going to be preached that day? Yes. You know, just... Um Again, anyone who's been listening, if you're in the Diocese of Rapid City, we invite you to, to come and to join us and to be part of these beautiful days. Not only because we have the amazing gift of John Paul's Relic, we have the immense gift of having a foundress amongst us to be able to guide us and to lead us. But again, we, we need each other and we need the grace of the Holy Spirit um, 
and, and, and these moments of encounter as a church are, are so edifying and so refreshing for our hearts. So um, more than anything, we wanted to invite you and to be able to help you see the beauty that we're so excited about. Um, and if we do have a minute later on, Chris, I did just want to share a little bit about the relic of St. Paul as well. For those of you who might not be in the diocese but still might want to venerate the relic, we have opportunities for that before PMD. So I don't know how much time we have. We do. We got about a we got about a minute. If you want to share about that, okay. Well, anybody who is East River, anyone who's really willing to make the drive, April first, second, and third, the Bellic of John Paul will be all over the state or the eastern half of the Diocese of Rapid City. We'll be in Winter on Friday, April first. We'll be in Faith Saturday, April second, with the Bellic of John Paul, and pretty much all afternoon at the Cathedral in Rapid City on Sunday, April third for times for veneration for the public. So it can be a John Paul pilgrimage for those of you who love and, and <laughs> desire to have your families come and venerate this amazing relic. We will help, but we also do have uh, information on our website, our diocesan website about this. So please do spread the word. We want John Paul's heart to be able to be beating and alive in the heart of the church and venerated by many. Oh, absolutely. So winner on the 1st of April, uh, yes. faith on the 2nd. And then yes. in the cathedral, the afternoon of the 3rd, moving into the pastoral ministry days to the 5th. So, John Paul is going to be in the state, uh, hanging out during that time. <laughs> well, what a gift it has been, sister, to have you on to share about pastoral ministry days, uh, to share about what the work uh, that you guys are doing in the Diocese of Rapid City, uh, as well as just to share with us some encouragement to go and evangelize. Mm-hmm. To go and find those uh, Aeropegases of our lives, you know, be it our—it could be our families, could be our workplaces, uh, could even be our, our own church communities. Right? People are within our churches need to have a deeper love for Jesus Christ, and if we can help flame that desire, what a gift we can be! So, sister, thank yeah. you so much for being on. Uh, we really appreciated having you, and know that we'll be praying for you guys as you prepare for this time of. Uh, training and equipping, and then for the hearts of those who come. So thank you so much, sister. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for for allowing us to share about this beautiful event, and thank you to all of you who are listening. And again, we just encourage you to join us April 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Terra Santa. All right. There you heard it. If you're in the Diocese of Rapid City and the surrounding areas, please check out Pastoral Ministry Days. Now, stay tuned. We've got a form of prayer that will engage your imagination. And so we'll be discussing this next on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you back after the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 